Hey there, it's Tom Ryan, founder and CEO of ICR. Before we get into the next episode, I wanted to ask that you subscribe to the show. It'll help us get even more unique and interesting guests on the podcast and in turn continue to educate management teams and the growing ecosystem that creates value for fast-growing private and public companies. And while you're at it, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Very much appreciated. Being able to meet customers' expectations and being able to solve problems is always 90% of the time what you're striving to do with any type of technology solution. For any brand, the customer's frontline experience is extremely important, so making it simple, efficient, and satisfying is crucial. People are going to work from anywhere. They're going to want to communicate in the way that they're most comfortable. And they're, they expect the systems and the software that they interface with to be drop-dead simple. Being a public company can be hard. Small missteps can have outsized consequences. I'm Tom Ryan, founder and CEO of ICR, and over the last 20 years, we've helped thousands of companies understand and navigate the stock market and the media. We'll demystify these and other increasingly complex stakeholder groups so you can focus on what you do best, building your company, and unlocking your true potential. This is Welcome to the Arena. The success of any company often hinges on clear and accessible communications with their customers. Today's guest is leveraging tech to marry communication quality with ultimate efficiency. Today we get to sit down with John DeLulo. John is the CEO of LiveVox, which is using cloud technology to transform call center communications. LiveVox trades under the symbol LVOX. John is a growth-oriented industry veteran with a track record spanning more than 30 years in networking, telecom application delivery, and cybersecurity, including 10 years experience in multi-channel contact center and enterprise voice communications. John most recently was the chief revenue officer at Force Point, where he drove the company's worldwide revenue operations, sales, marketing, and business development. Prior to Forcepoint, John served as CEO of Lastline Security, a fast-growing AI-based network threat detection company that was acquired by VMware in 2020. John holds two U.S. patents and is a former Stanford University fellow. In this episode, we discuss LiveVox's state-of-the-art cloud data platform, hybrid and remote working, and the future of AI. Let's enter the arena with John DeLulo. If there's one thing that my career, I would say, is a representation of, it's the importance of, of working with customers and understanding the types of challenges that people struggle with every single day. I first got into contact center business probably 15 years, maybe even 20 years ago now. And I thought that was really a nexus where so many commercial enterprises intersect with their with the ultimate consumer, the ultimate user of their product, and being able to deliver solutions quickly, uh, being able to meet customers' expectations, and being able to solve problems is always the, I would say, 90% of the time what you're striving to do with any type of technology solution or technology sale. And so uh, I think the convergence on LiveOx is, is probably one of the most natural things I can ever remember being involved in. I spent a good chunk of my time in Intelcom and contact center solutions, as I've, as I've mentioned, but also an incredible amount of time in cloud and trying to figure out how people 
migrate workloads and migrate business processes into the public cloud, which is what everyone's talking about these days. And then also, I uh, was the CEO of another company that was deeply involved in artificial intelligence. And LiveOx is the intersection of all those technologies and always, again, as I mentioned, focusing on customers. Maybe just give us the basics. What is LiveVox and what do you guys do every day? What we do is, in, in some ways, it's very similar to the traditional contact center experience that you may have had 30 years ago when you had a product that you had a challenge with or you had a something that you wanted to purchase that you needed to purchase on the telephone. And in many cases, that was the initiation of a of an interaction between you and either a customer or somebody that you had you had already purchased something from. In many ways, we're scratching that same itch, albeit in a very different way. Uh, customers' expectations have changed dramatically, as you can imagine. People are working from everywhere now. Uh, people have many, many different channels that they like to interface with. If you recall, it wasn't 10, 10 or 15 years ago that the really the only way that people transacted business was on the telephone. And now there's so many different channels. There's electronic commerce. There's commerce online, on the internet, on websites, through, uh, through different marketplaces, uh, maybe through WhatsApp or WeChat or <laughs> text messaging. There's just so many different ways. There's been a virtual explosion, but it's the same problem that companies are still solving. And that's exactly what LiveOx does. We're a cloud-based platform that meets those objectives, but we meet them through all of those different channels I just mentioned. And we meet those without any dependence whatsoever on the geography of where you are or where the company that you're trying to interface with may happen to be. And who do the solutions actually cater to? When you think about the customers, like what problems are you trying to solve for them? Our products really uh, cater to anybody that has customers, anybody that is trying to serve or or transact with or provide some type of a customer service experience with uh, someone that is invested in their product. And so whether it's proactively reaching out, trying to sell something or trying to provide some proactive service or whether somebody's having a challenge or a problem, whether that be a customer support issue or somebody that needs help or somebody that's just trying to change a reservation, something simple like that. Those are exactly the types of problems that that we solve. And, and they're everywhere. I remember, I shouldn't even say this, but I remember when the ATM first came out, the automated teller machine. And some talk radio, all the buzz was, does this mean the end of the bank as we know it? And as you know, it, it means anything but that. People are doing banking in a million different ways now. They do banking with Venmo and PayPal and credit cards. And people. some people still go to the ATM and some people still go in the bank. That's exactly the explosion that we've seen in contact center and the business that LiveOx does. People want to communicate with their customers in so many different ways now. You're also improving the experience for the contact center agent. Isn't that correct? A hundred percent. I would say that there's two ways. In, in some ways, you improve the experience for the agent and that also improves the experience for the customer. So if the agent is able to serve the customer more quickly, more authoritatively, and with more information, 
it's always a better customer experience. And that comes from the technology. You know, in fact, artificial intelligence, which is all the buzz right now, it's really important in the contact center. When someone is calling in, you have no idea really why they're calling. And one of the things that artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data classification does very well is try to help that poor contact center agent that is about to pick up a completely random call that could be from any one of the four corners of the earth about any one of perhaps hundreds of products and to have some insights into what that person may be calling about. Past experience they've had with the company, uh, what exact products they've invested in, what are some of the issues that they may have experienced in the past. All of that information makes the contact center agent's job easier, but it also makes the experience for the customer better. Any business where there's a growing secular trend, it's going to attract a lot of people getting into the business. What are LiveVox's key differentiators? What makes you all different in the marketplace? LiveVox is a very special company. And I do believe that a lot of our customers would say that we're special because of how efficient and productive we make their agents. But I would say underneath of that is the leveraging, really, of the cloud and the cloud architecture that we pioneered more than 15 years ago. We always knew, or we always believed, our founders believed that the cloud was going to be big someday and made investments in it right from the beginning. And I think what we've discovered, and it was amplified a hundredfold during the pandemic, is that in fact, the workforce has become hybrid. People are working from anywhere. They are working on a myriad of different devices. And the only real way to be completely geographic channel and conversation type independent is to be in the cloud. If you're trapped in a giant contact center in a windowless office, you're going to have a difficult time supporting the types of environments that are fully hybrid. But when, as it does with us, all of our capabilities, our compute capabilities, all our customer storage of vital information happens in the public cloud, then virtually anywhere you are, you can have access and you can deliver a service to your customer. I think people don't realize just how prevalent the cloud has become right now. We work uh, with Amazon Web Services, AWS, and they have 87 availability zones now throughout the world in 27 different geographic regions. And so we, we can provide high quality service, low latency, lots of channels, whether that be WhatsApp or WeChat or voice or text or whatever, that's a very unique offer that you would not be able to do if you were not 100% born in the cloud. When you go into a, um, a client, a potential client that is kind of rooted in the past, what does their setup look like? Are some companies just in a very archaic situation that you just know, wow, we can upgrade these guys in no time because I'm sure some could be listening today that need an upgrade and need to be state-of-the-art in that regard. What do you see when you go into those situations? Well, I think the telltale sign is when you walk in and see a company that has a large glass room with stacks and racks of 
computer equipment, of plenum cabling, of when they brag about how many cores, computing cores they have, or how much BTUs they go through every day keeping their data center cool, that's usually the indication that we have some work to do and, and an opportunity. Because leveraging the cloud, you don't invest in any of that stuff. You don't need to. The big power of the cloud is that you only really pay for what you consume. And if you look at the call centers of the past, they had huge footprints, as I mentioned, windowless rooms and large data center infrastructures, three and $400 telephones sitting on people's desks, two and three computer screens on everybody's desk. Well, the average contact center agent today, probably more than half of all contact center agents are working from home. And the environment has essentially changed overnight. And if you want to have secure, rapid, low latency conversations with that new environment that we're all dealing with, you really can't do that in that traditional way. Now, I would add that the dispersed workforce using all these different channels and leveraging cloud technology sometimes does make the managers of the, the past a little uneasy. In the old days, a manager in a contact center would walk up to a a rep, and they actually had a jack where they could jack their headset right into where that person was working and listen to the conversation, perhaps provide coaching. Well, the world has changed with everybody working from home and everybody based on uh, cloud technologies. Uh, that technology and how we manage those populations has changed almost overnight. And our technology provides incredible amounts of insight, uh, incredible amounts of intelligence. And those same types of tools, albeit for remote workers, uh, to help make sure that they're getting the training that they need, that they're effective, that they're handling your customers well. We even have tools that will sense the intensity of a contact center agent's voice, that will understand whether or not the contact center agent is having difficulty on a call and giving them a proactive way to perhaps get management involved or to, uh, to give them additional information that they need to, to calm an anxious customer. We'll do things that take away the tedium of the job in a lot of cases. We'll, for instance, we'll write the notes for the agent. We'll do speech-to-text transcription and document what happened on the call for the contact center agent, taking away some of the, the tedious elements of the job. So I think that technology has just come so far and we're able to leverage so much of it because we're in the cloud and because making innovations to our platform is something that you you write once and it's replicated across all of our customers and all of the environments almost instantaneously. LiveVox's focus is clearly on the customer experience, but in an industry with such high job turnover, it's also extremely important that the agent has a positive experience. I asked John how LiveVox is contributing to employee retention rates and managing enterprise risk. I think everybody knows at this point, by some estimates, it's 3 million, by some it's 5 or 6 million people have left the workforce just in the United States alone. And a lot of those people that have left the workforce have left this workforce, the people working in contact centers, people in customer support roles. And 
every single contact center manager that you will talk to today is struggling with employee retention and uh, the ability to uh, keep those critical positions staffed. And so where we really help our customers most is in two particular areas. One is leveraging artificial intelligence, leveraging machine learning to try to automate some of the most the most boring, the most monotonous interactions that uh, an agent might have that might be big job dissatisfiers for the agent and sometimes even for the customer. Another area is just making the agent's job easier. And uh, our tools do an awful lot to consolidate the desktop to make sure that when the agent is at their desk, that they have a consolidated view of the customer, a 360-degree view of the customer, as it were, in one place. So they're not going from screen to another and waiting for a screen to refresh or for a, uh, for a data prompt to be returned. And these technologies wouldn't be possible without the cloud, wouldn't be possible without the advances in AI, but they all are in production today. And, and I think Although I haven't done an actual survey, I'm sure our customers would tell you that because of our technology, they they have a lot less turnover. Can you talk a, a little bit about what you're seeing at, at LiveVox at the moment and how you can bring your personalized approach to winning new business and, and upselling and really sharing all the products and services you have to make that client experience as best as it can be? As an engineer... Uh, you're always inclined to think that if you build a better mousetrap, the world will beat a path to your door. In reality, having been in customer-facing roles for my entire career, I would say that the more critical element is not having a better mousetrap, but it's having a better customer experience. And that is really what I strive to do is I spend a lot of time with customers, maybe a third to half of my time with customers in addition to running the business and just trying to understand how am I doing at improving uh, the experience and the value that you're delivering to your clients. And I got to tell you, I get really inspired and motivated. I sat with a customer last week and they told me that you've made me a game changer in my industry. When I deployed your product, I got improvements in my productivity of 20 and 30%. And I got this nice uh, promotion and I've been recognized by uh, trade publications. And that just, that just really excites me. And that's, that's what I got into this business for is to, is to try to help make people heroes in their industry. Now, this LiveOx product, makes that a lot easier than any other product that I've sold. That is the brass ring that we're all reaching for. And it's really a almost, I feel like a career culmination to be able to have a product that so many people find so much value in, in utilizing. Gretzky always says he skates to where the puck's going to be. What are some of the things that, that you're seeing where you know that puck's going to be three years from now? In the U.S., people want more work-life balance. They want more flexibility about where they work, when they work, how they work. And in addition to the reality that that customer desires haven't changed, customers still want the same level of support. The people delivering that, their needs and their requirements have changed. And I do believe that most of my customers are telling me now they're realizing that it's not just going to go away. 
and that it's not going to get easier or that we're going to return to some pre-pandemic utopian environment, that's never coming back. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. And, and most of the customers that I'm talking to today, and I talk to a lot of them, they want to understand how we are going to build solutions for what the, the new normal appears to be. And there's one more thing I would, would want to point out that, uh, and I'll probably blame Apple, the experience that the average person has with technology is Sesame Street simple. And you've learned how to use that phone. And I mean, it has more computing power than the, the space shuttle used to have. And yet it's presented in such a simple way, an easy to use way. There is now a broad consumerization of software and software consumption. And people expect all of their software interactions to be almost as easy and as intuitive as their interaction is with their Apple devices. And so that's also added, like you can't unring that bell either. So Companies like, like LiveOx that are building software that ultimately does touch consumers and different people at different levels in the enterprise are going to need to, and, and we do, incorporate that consumerized appeal into the software that, that people use. They, it has to be intuitive. They, they will not read a manual. And these are areas where I think we're excelling and our customers uh, celebrate the progress that we've made. And, and uh, I think that the future is incredibly bright for LiveOx as a result. The AI conversation, it's all over the news, all over every company is really talking about it. I know that LiveOx has a lot of experience, not just deploying AI solutions, but building them out. How do you use it? And maybe you can help demystify it for, for people who kind of hear about it all the time, but they don't really get what it is. Uh, it's a complicated topic, but one that the one that I feel really comfortable with, I guess I would break it into two types of artificial intelligence uh, applications that are really becoming mainstream. And they're loosely broken into what are called in the in the industry supervised and unsupervised. And so another way to think about it is trained versus untrained. So I can show a whole bunch of data to an artificial intelligence engine. And it can spot anomalies for me. It learns by itself and then looks for outliers. And in the contact center or in the customer service center, that would come up with uh, very obvious situations where somebody is calling about something that I haven't seen before. Or there's a unique condition or a unique product or I'm sensing a lot of str vocal stress in a customer's voice. So that would be an, ex an example of unsupervised anomaly detection where I can really help. I can get a manager involved. I can do an escalation. I can perhaps pivot those calls or that, that conversation to a senior agent or a senior customer service rep, something like that. That would be an example of of unsupervised. The other world of artificial intelligence is really about supervised, which is a learning model. And the way a learning model works is an artificial intelligence agent will listen to a certain word a thousand times, spoken by a thousand different users, but know that that is, use an example of the word cat, or, or another way of using AI is images. And I know that I see the picture of 10,000 cats, different cats, and the AI engine classifies that and learns that that's a cat. And we see a lot of that also in the contact center, in the supervised case, because what I will say is 
this is an example of a good time to call back a customer, or this is an example of a customer that's really upset, or this is an example of an agent that needs more training. And so both the world of supervised and unsupervised learning both have a very big role in the contact center. And these are areas where we are deploying technologies every single day to figure out when is the best time to call a customer? Who is the best customer to call back first? Which is the most urgent, right? Making sure that none of the dishes that that when your plate spinning actually hit the ground. Artificial intelligence helps immensely with that. What are kind of the two or three areas that you're working on where you see growth over the next three to five years? These technologies are really starting to blossom internationally. And in fact, in a lot of international markets, there's more dependence on these types of technologies. I use the example of WhatsApp, but WhatsApp utilization in Europe and in Latin America is actually much higher as a percentage in uh, than you see it in the U.S. So I do think that international is going to be great. Uh, you're starting to see more and more utilization of the cloud by governments. Governments were among the more resistant to leverage those technologies. I'd say also some of the industries that have high compliance, like like healthcare, like financial processing and, and payment services, also are really starting to leverage the cloud now. And that's uh, that's been uh, a huge advantage to us. But I really do think that the biggest opportunity for us is probably a legacy infrastructure, the millions and millions of seats and contact center seats that are still in those windowless warehouses. (laughs) Say there's a couple of million seats, maybe there's 10 million seats. You know the experience is just so much better and the cost is so much lower and the ability to to attract and retain talent is so much easier that all of those seats are going to migrate over the next five to 10 years. And and we're really ideally positioned to take advantage of that. I, I just think the, there, there just couldn't be a better opportunity. When you sit down with investors and, and maybe you kind of think they're missing the mark or they don't fully understand why the company is so valuable, what do you think they miss? Obviously, I'm really sold on the company and its opportunities to continue to grow and to grow in a very profitable way. Uh, I'm not only... An executive here with shares, I also, when I joined the company, I made a personal investment. And that's something that's public that I've disclosed to others. That's how much I believe. And I think like all investments that I make, I'm always looking for major demographics. I look at, are there tectonic changes, seismic in, in their stature that are driving growth or profitability in an industry. And I would just say that there are really three things, giant macro trends driving our business that I would want all your listeners to to really think about as they think about making an investment in our company. The first one is the notion of working from home and the way that the cloud naturally facilitates that because the cloud is everywhere. So when people are everywhere and they're not tied down to an office, the cloud is the dominant way that you're going to serve those communities. I would also say that people prefer to be communicated with the way they prefer to be communicated with. When I want to talk to my mother, I have to call her on the phone. But my wife and I text all day long. And that is just the nature of the human experience. And so the omni-channel 
solutions that we bring to the market are ones that really meet the differing needs the way that people want to communicate. And then the last element is most companies today are looking for ways to make their costs more variable based on the business that they're incurring in that moment. In the in the old days, you you had to build that windowless warehouse. You had to build that classroom and you had to get those data circuits that you paid for every single month, whether you used them or not. And the racks and stacks of computers, you had to buy all that equipment. Today, you essentially get to rent my product and you get to pay for only what you use. And it's that pay as you go. That's the way people really want to consume technology. And so ease of consumption being able to consume it in the way you want to consume it, and then also recognizing that you can't unring the bell from what happened during the pandemic, I think are the three driving factors that when you think about the opportunities that lie ahead for LiveOx would be top of mind for me as I'm making an investment decision. LiveOx is leveraging the cloud and AI to enhance the customer experience while improving the employee experience as well. It's technology that is rapidly becoming table stakes for companies, and that translates to a huge total addressable market. At Welcome to the Arena, we're working really hard to bring you exciting guests and great content. If you found this episode insightful, Subscribe to the show on your podcast app and leave us a five-star rating. The more the show grows, the more interesting voices we can have on the podcast. And in turn, that should demystify a lot of the stakeholders around public companies and soon-to-be public companies. Thanks for listening. I'd like to thank John DeLulo for joining us on the show today. Brands have a reputation to uphold with their customers, and LiveVox can fiercely protect that with their innovative technology. This is Tom Ryan. We'll see you next time back in the arena. References to specific stocks are not intended to be recommendations for specific trading behavior. Comments presented on this podcast are intended for informational and educational purposes only and do not represent opinions or recommendations on whether to buy, sell, or hold shares of a particular stock. All investors are advised to conduct their own independent research into individual stocks before making a trading decision. In addition, investors are advised that past stock performance is no guarantee of future price performance.